Hi, and welcome to another edition of Science Boosters, the podcast for life science professionals. Here, you'll find the movers and shakers in the space sharing their insights on the evolution of the industry and how to grow a thriving company in these rapidly changing times. I'm Philip Heidbring, CEO of the life sciences platform SciLife, and today I'm joined by Lee Hamon to talk about remote audits. Lee is an experienced ISO management systems consultant who has worked as quality manager, security officer, internal auditor, and lead auditor. He was a lead auditor at SGS and has recently started his own company, Hamon BV in Belgium, which offers consultancy services in ISO 9001 quality, ISO 27001 information security, and ISO 22301 business continuity. Ali, thank you for being here today. Hi, Philip. How are you today? Great. I'm doing great. I hope you, uh, you're doing great yourself too. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all good here. Yeah. So the thing I wanted to talk to you uh, about today that uh, tech innovations are are somehow driving the rapid evolution of everything that humans do, right? So auditing is also no exception. So in uh, since 2020, remote or virtual audits have become commonplace we could say, right? So this has been born out of the necessity in a time when on-site audits were simply impossible. So what do you think? Are remote audits now really the new normal? Well, they have certainly increased. Um, I guess the answer is yes, and in a way, no. Uh, maybe start with a no. Um, remote Audits, for me at least as an auditor, is not a new concept. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I have done audits in in a remote fashion um, already the uh, the past the past few years, and have experienced them also um, being on the other side of the table, uh, being the auditee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was at other companies, typically, as I can recall at that time, um, I would say remote audits were more in the context of you would have a remote site. And you would use, you know, virtual or conferencing tools in those days and when we didn't all use Zoom or Microsoft Teams, not to name products. Um, but that typically was used to audit people remotely. Uh, so yeah. in that sense, remote audits certainly existed. As such, though, um, it, it it is not a new concept at all, even in, in official documents. Remote audits have been described um, uh, in the past, so it, it's not new there. I would even say that uh, without really thinking about it, parts of remote audits were also done, and most people have experienced them, typically things like uh, closing an audit, uh, the mm -hmm. closing meetings when you uh, uh, um, talk about the findings. Yeah, you, you would do that already remotely. Yes, very often that would be the case. Now, when I speak about that being the case remotely, mm -hmm. I am often talking about that I am actually physically at the customer's location okay. and in their conference room, and they use their systems to connect remotely to employees or... or Got it. You know, yeah. So all already parts, parts of the audit, even if it's a physical audit, parts of the audit would already be done somehow remotely. To make it just more practical right absolutely and yeah. and then to say is it the new normal 
yes, uh, the yes part, definitely. Um, you you now see remote audits, and most people, if I speak or talk about remote audits today, ex have experienced the more through video conferencing uh, applications, but then completely, entirely. Uh, the auditor is no longer on site with the auditee, with the company. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what we've all experienced lately. So in that sense, that is um, becoming uh, more prevalent, definitely. Yeah, exactly. There is a bigger mix. Yeah, and, and I guess that also, of course, the remote audits have been now somehow uh, required and forced upon us because of the whole COVID situation, but there are definitely benefits, right? So what, what do you see as the main benefits of remote auditing um, nowadays? Yeah, well, I would say the biggest one that I uh, um, hear, uh, not talking about restrictions, eh? let's, let, let's say obviously if you have uh, restrictions to be on site, then an obvious benefit um, is to have that site included in your auditing plan because you can do remote auditing. That's an obvious, mm -hmm. that's a given that that is, of course, the big benefit. That's why we're all doing this. Yeah. But I would say one of the bigger things that I could see as a benefit today is, well, your geographical range reach is, is, is vastly increased. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, not unimportant. Um, environmental traveling impacts, costs, right? traveling costs, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, even... And, and maybe to, to touch that, that, that part of, of traveling costs, um, if I have an hour's drive uh, to see an auditor, uh, an ODT, versus me having to fly, I mean, I'm talking about flying over there right? in, that, in that context. It is, if I can see somebody in half an hour, I will certainly go on site, but that's just my personal preference. Mm -hmm. So that's typically one of the uh, typical benefits that you would have. Um, then I would say today, even you could have, not to use this word because it's very, very fashionable, uh, hybrid auditing, but let's say yeah. it in this sense, maybe that an audit plan today will definitely have a mix mm -hmm. on-site audit and remote audit, typically an opening and closing. But if you look at the audits, you have the, um, yeah, maybe I should explain that uh, quickly. When I'm talking about audits now, the context I'm using is really the third-party audits. To quickly say you have this first, second, and third-party audits, mm -hmm. to briefly explain a first is, is let's say, your typical internal, internal exactly. Yeah. Second party is more you being audited by um, maybe a, a, a customer, but not within context of a specific certification uh, or a norm, but more their exactly. own standards, or you are doing it yourself, uh, of course, towards others. I'm talking about the third-party audits where we are really auditing against a set of, 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 uh, of controls and norms that are then certified and, and have uh, specific rules, uh, yeah. according to just to clarify that. Mm -hmm. uh, coming back to the benefits, um, I think also what you can see now is because um, home working was also a trend, uh, uh, typically this has extended into also auditing where, well, if you have documents or parts of a site where you no longer have to go 
physically, and that ties into a little bit also uh, um, uh, cost reduction travel uh, time. But sometimes you want to call in an expert, you know, to have a mm -hmm. look at a specific part of, of, of your audit. Yeah, that becomes also a, a lot more practical, practical also um, with regards to availability of experts. Uh, of course, so yeah, sure. There, there's certainly, yeah, there's absolute, there's certainly uh, benefits there. And I'm sure there's more. Uh, I might come up with a couple more. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe also, audit. yeah, maybe, maybe also um, if you have different sites, one mm -hmm. site might be like a remote site. And mm -hmm. then uh, you, because of the, the, the fact that it's uh, remote and hard to audit, you might mm -hmm. say, you know what, we're not going to include it in certification. Yeah. But if you if you come to the conclusion, oh, we can actually do it remotely, the, the full audit of that site, you might dis you might decide to, to put it into that same um, certification audit. Does that make yes. sense? Yes, absolutely. That uh, totally. What I'm I'm thinking about now is uh, document review, for example. Uh, mm -hmm. Very often, I mentioned the level one audit, where that is something that could be done remotely. Um, I, I actually, I'm inverse. I like to do them on site because I have, I get to know the customer a little uh, better uh, yeah. uh, when when I do that, and then we can look at the benefits uh, on the on the um, second part of the audit and uh, the actual certification audit. Uh, mm -hmm. But one thing that I, I I certainly see as a benefit when you look at more asynchronous auditing, when you do your document or data review because you get this information shared or sent to you previously, it does allow for a better and more independent and, and more and a more deeper exploration more thorough, of the exactly. information. Yeah. Absolutely. Then when this is shared over the screen quickly, pages are flipped. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's that that's one of the opportunities I think we should also look at or benefit uh, from uh, with remote auditing or having at least. You know, the quality man that's something maybe we should address also uh, here in 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 this um, in, in in this conversation is not to underestimate um, the ease that you generate in the auditing process by just having your management system, whichever that one is, to really have that in a digital form, uh, a structure mm -hmm. at least in that in that way. Um, I, I do see a lot of benefits there. The, the documents, the way they're shared, access control becomes all of a sudden very clear. You can prove, you can show it whilst you're auditing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I really do, in, I, I do enjoy auditing. Not to say the companies who have still parts of their quality management system in systems that cannot be immediately shared via screen or on documents are not auditable. Of course, uh, not <laughs> not at all. Uh, I don't want to uh, send that message into into the world. It won't be the first audit that I do remotely where a paper was shown on the screen uh, but it it's not it's not that practical <laughs> yeah i know exactly you, you you can i think i think you mentioned right in a in past conversations that that you could even ask the person to to just stand up and uh, and with their where their smartphone use the camera right. and show you around on the, at the site uh, to see specific things so it's it's like imitating what would happen if you would co go on site and show me here show me there right so it's that's something that is possible too. It's not about just uh, having your quality system in a di digital fashion where you can just show everything over the screen, but mm -hmm. technologies like just using the camera in a, in a call uh, is also useful for remote audit. 
Absolutely. And, and maybe I can expand a little bit on that from the perspective of the auditor. Um, let's say you've agreed on performing an, a, a remote audit. And on the preparation side, that's maybe something we can address uh, a little later. Um, but what definitely is going to happen if you prepare yourself for remote audit, um, it's no different than when you prepare for an on-site audit. You have evidences ready. Uh, everything is, is, is prepared. So you know what you want to present the auditor. And depending on how the audit evolves, uh, the auditor can, of course, ask for different you know, evidences. Now, when that happens remotely, that's not. Sometimes there's a little hiccup there, uh, where that's not prepared or not easily accessible. Often, this has been resolved by, you know, somebody actually grabbing a phone and walking over. Yeah. Uh, typically, I have a physical aspect, uh, physical control or security control in the twenty-seven thousand one. They're beautiful how they're prepared very often, you know, with floor plans prepared and um, or showing or sharing it in some form, CCTV footage uh, where it's allowed. Um, and then we can maybe go into the risks a little bit because security and confidentiality is a big part that needs to be mm -hmm. looked at here. But that typically, yes, is, is something that I uh, definitely appreciate if, if, that's, if that's available and ready because it yes. gives me the confidence you know, that I have been able to audit a specific control adequately. So walking so, maybe in a control room yeah. or server room with your with your camera to to just confirm you know, that, that what's being said is indeed in place. Uh, that's not uncommon. No, and, and these are like what you're mentioning here are some common pitfalls, right? That you probably need to prepare a little, little bit differently, a little bit more thoroughly, even though everything is digital, because of the fact that it's remote, you might want to anticipate all the things that the, that the auditor might, might ask you, because in the end, it's really your responsibility that you can show the auditor what the auditor needs to see, right? So, it, Well, that's good that you say that. And um Yes, it is. At least it's a shared responsibility. Um, and I'll put it to you from, from this perspective. Me as the auditor, when I do or I know I will perform a remote audit, I will perform a risk analysis with the customer before I do the actual audit. Mm. This okay. is this is quite this is quite important, um, okay. and typically the points that are addressed there, or the biggest one that I know that is being addressed, um, and and maybe we can refer to some guidelines a little later on uh, in 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 the um, in this conversation, but is of course the confidentiality, the risk. Uh, so you have to all of a sudden imagine that. You're sharing documents, you're sharing your desktop. You might even send documents before. You need people to have the bandwidth to know how to work with the tools. I still learn <laughs> feature and functionality and sometimes teach them in, in, in auditing calls. Uh, it's not that everybody really is used to using all these features. Um, and you can maybe record or take sprint print screens, but this has all to be defined before. Uh, you have Absolutely. confidentiality issues um, yeah. where all of this might not be uh, possible or, or, or mm -hmm. necessary. 
in in any case an auditor will always um ask that yeah, yeah uh, as as the guidelines for auditors is always to make sure that this is all discussed before mm -hmm. uh, when i'm auditing and i think that a particular screenshot of uh, a document might be irrelevant for me whether it is to just complete in more detail a report later or whether it's an actual evidence that i want to uh, incorporate um, not that pictures are really used as evidences as such, but just the content of what is being viewed. Um, we always remove everything after an audit. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course that, you have that, to. Yeah. That's yeah, that I think that, that makes speaks, sense. Speaks for itself. Uh, and to date, I cannot recall if there's any uh, tools that allow me or forbid me to take a screenshot. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's never a hundred percent safe, but that's why these things have to be uh, discussed up front. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so just to as a conclusion of this of this first topic, right, re regarding mm -hmm. remote audits, um, mm -hmm. is it a new normal? Yes and no. Um, uh, would you say that remote audits are somehow easier for the auditor or the auditee um, mm -hmm. than physical audits, or uh, is it just different? Well, in in essence. Um, I should say that it's the same thing. Absolutely. Um, you audit the same way you audit uh, on-site, meaning it's the same process. Mm. I think what is important to note going forward is the part where it's a new way of working um, for us as auditors and for the ODT. There's benefits for me and there's benefits for the auditee, um, which, which we addressed. The mix is going to be there. Uh, me going forward, I will really look at opportunities where remote audits are useful in my audit plan. Whilst maybe previously, because of you know not 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 really having been pushed into using these these new tools, I would have preferred to go on site. Uh, with the exception of the ones I mentioned before, where you just remotely uh, audit um, a, a person yeah. uh, at a very remote site, you know, that makes sense somewhere yeah, in Siberia, uh, for example. So, Lee, so due to the the pressing circumstances, the this transition from on site to to remote has been really really quick, right, for a lot of companies. Mm. Uh, many auditees and, and also auditors are still familiarizing with the new procedures on, on how to do this effectively. So uh, just to insist a little bit, we already touched on it uh, during our conversation, but how would you um, plan correctly a remote audit? So what would you advise? How would you do that as an auditor, if you want to audit a, a vendor or as an auditee uh, for your certification or whatever it is, right? So how would you carefully plan for remote audits? Well, I think it starts all with just having your uh, risks and opportunities um, addressed before you start. Mm -hmm. So let's let's take the scenario: you have a, a company where, or I would go uh, or audit a company, and let's say I'm not in an initial certification audit or a recertification, but in a surveillance audit, for example. I would yep. typically have my audit plan. And typically, this is something which is defined over a period of three years, the duration of a certification. I would have my audit plan already set. Um, 
in context maybe of a 9000 you would say uh, i'm going to audit this and this and this process uh, within mm -hmm. the company and uh, in context of the 27001 you would say this and this and this control uh, that i want to audit in this uh, period so the planning is there but what would you do now uh, differently if this was the first time you would do it remotely is you would go in a conversation with your auditee and say well from what we touched before from a perspective of security and practicality you need to address all these points agree yeah. on what tools you're going to use who will be responsible for sharing other backups um who will be uh, available yes but more what are your restrictions what are your risks around sharing data on the screen um you obviously most companies these days have access control well mm. whilst you're in this boardroom and somebody walks in with a laptop and he has access or she has access to specific parts and quickly shares it on the screen this is not going to be any different but these people will still have to be called in the call take over share etc so all these yeah. practical aspects really have to be looked at and then if you look at the 9000 and 27001 which process and which control has particular risks with auditing them remotely yeah. a typical control in the 27001 well that's the physical um security control it is mm -hmm. not that evident to do that remotely that's not it. easy yeah. not easy at all um but it's feasible um yeah. and in a 9001 i can imagine a context where you might look at a specific process running uh, and, and it might be in a factory but it might be visible from a safe distance within the factory uh, from a platform where you can observe it well what are you going to do in context of your remote audit will somebody yeah. stand there with a camera it, it, some of these things are very practical and might you might therefore conclude that a part of it will be remote and a part of it will still have to be on site and then yeah the necessary you know arrangements have to be uh, addressed that's typically something you do before you yeah. really yeah so that's that's i think is is different in that sense that it's just a couple of new risks or opportunities yeah. are added to the already standard way of planning an audit um, yeah so maybe maybe you could you could say for a physical audit you just would get on a call and and discuss the scope uh the moment and some practical things but mm -hmm. for uh, a remote audit you really have to dig in a little bit more and see according to the scope which things might be impractical in a remote audit to mm -hmm. to show evidences or stuff like that and then you actually need to come up with a solution together how to uh plan for this uh to to make it feasible during the audit that's yep. that's a little bit what i and get from your explanation ex exactly and this is where this shared responsibility comes in um yeah, exactly because yeah. at the end when i do write my report it is my responsibility as the auditor mm. and i actually have to make a statement in my report uh, when i do perform a remote audit or a partially remote audit that nothing impeded this audit uh, from you know being performed correctly because it was done remotely and I, this is typically where you then have documents that you do share with your customer and both sign off on that you've looked at the risks 
and this is something mm -hmm. that does uh, typically now is is is, is um, introduced with the review package of your reports. So there are yeah. a couple of new documents that are included um, yeah. in in remote audits. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. So what also comes to mind is um, do regulations like ISO or FDA actually have guidelines to perform remote audits, or is that something that you need to figure out yourself? Good question, actually. Um, the guidelines, well, the guidelines already existed because we touched a little bit on, or maybe we haven't yet, but typically what happened with COVID, you know, really impacted a lot of us here. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, guidelines certainly exist and they were there already pre-COVID. Um, mm -hmm. The typical, if you look into this a little bit online or you might have heard uh, audit, auditors talk about this, the typical things that are referenced to, um, obviously you have the ISO uh, 19,011, uh, basically the, the guidelines for auditing management systems. In there, there is already a mention, at least in the 2018 version of remote audits. Uh, so uh, this is not this is not new, um, and then specifically, if you look at the International Accreditation Forum, the uh, IAF, there's this um, MD4 document that is referred to often. You might hear that. That specifically mm -hmm. talks about the use of ICT in remote auditing. Uh, it, okay. It's a guideline, uh, typically listing what you should look out for, what could what could potential. Um, um, risks and opportunities be that you would have to look at to make yeah. sure that uh, the audit is, is is performed in an adequate manner. So yes, okay, yeah. it does. It, exist. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. because I mean you were already doing things remotely uh, mm -hmm. before COVID uh, happened, right? So it does make sense that regulations already come with some guidelines. So um, yeah, right. And I I assume that. Uh, it makes it so how would how would electronic quality management systems help you during this remote audit process i assume it it will make things a lot easier for both parties um but maybe you can elaborate on that yes of course um, it's 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 i think it's it's a, it's a little bit obvious huh? when you when you move into the remote audits um uh, setup or, or mix um and I touched on it already when you plan for an audit and look at the risks and opportunities, and certainly when you look at specific processes, well, how much of this is available in a digital form that really helps in a remote mm -hmm. audit? It's, it's an easy medium to, to, to share. Um, I haven't yet audited a company that still has or, or has all their policies and procedures on paper and <laughs> show it on the screen. Um, mm -hmm. That would be definitely a challenge. No, but you see that um, they either use uh, tools in the market, uh, management uh, uh, systems that are available in the market, or classically, you know, within within SharePoint for just a couple of sets of documents. Uh, but it depends how far your integration goes and your company allows it. But uh, definitely, from my perspective, when that comes uh, forward as being the way the management system is set up, it definitely helps me as an auditor. Yes, it becomes a lot uh, more fluent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, so what would you say would be the conclusion of, of remote audits overall? I mean, uh, it's, it's not new, right? 
well, maybe I'm going to repeat myself, but but my conclusion is no, it's not new. Remote audits have always been part of auditing, but what is definitely new is how frequent uh, these remote audits will be today and in the yeah. future. The mix is going to be there, and it, it's a given, and, and it's obvious. Um, the reasons for remote audits in the past uh, were usually uh, remote or there was a specific um, let's say maybe risk for an auditor to be that close uh, or mm -hmm. in that proximity whilst today one of the major boosts and reasons let's not mention it again but we have to and it's the COVID restrictions they yep. gave everyone a push and yep, the same happened to us as auditors uh, and we supported or we based ourselves already on the guidelines that were available. Um, but you see a lot of companies moving into that direction where they, uh, they perceive it as very, very positive. Uh, and maybe a little side note, <laughs> um, as an auditor auditing a lot of multinationals, they have a lot of audits. Absolutely. And the fact that some of them, and the fact that some of them are now uh, can be done uh, remotely, greatly, greatly improves their efficiency. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Where, yeah. yeah, and that, that's something I think uh, is 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 maybe not always heard uh, in mainstream auditing land, but this is something I've often heard how this has greatly improved their efficiency. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Lee, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge here on uh, Science Boosters today. Mm -hmm. Thank you again and uh, hope to see you soon. Yes, and thank you very much for the invitation. It was a pleasure to share a little bit of, of what we also uh, experience as auditors and in this uh, new world of uh, remote audits that we are experiencing. So thank you for the invitation. Take care. Very welcome. Want to continue the conversation? We're looking forward to your comments and feedback on our social media channels. We'll also let you know when the next episode of Science Boosters drops through these networks. If you're listening to this on a podcast player, don't forget to follow us. If you know someone else in the industry who would find this episode interesting, why not share it with them or with your network? A big shout out to everyone on the SciLife team who made this episode possible. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm looking forward to uncovering more life science knowledge with you soon.